0: Hi again, I'm Melanie Hirshhorn, the digital content creator and marketing strategist and coach for women business owners. And welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. VIP stands for visibility, impact, profit. And this podcast will get you inspired and fired up about content creation and marketing yourself and your brand. Each week, you'll get marketing and mindset strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to land more clients, nurture your leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. We also go behind the scenes with powerful women in business to discuss strategies, messaging, and more. My mission is to empower you to stop spinning your wheels and to make your mark with your marketing. Ready to wow your ideal client and create a community of raving fans? Let's dive into today's episode. I'm Melanie Hershorn, digital content creator and marketing coach at VIP Digital Marketing Masters. Welcome back to another episode of VIP Access. This is a podcast for women entrepreneurs to get inspired and fired up about marketing their product and service-based businesses. We go behind the scenes with powerful women in business and learn about the importance of getting your brand's message out into the world. Whether you're just dipping your toe into entrepreneurship, or you're already well on your way to world domination, this is the place to get strategies, actionable tips, and the motivation you need to get your messaging on point. Ready to get tips from the pros to help you attract your ideal clients and customers and position yourself as an expert in your industry? Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to VIP Access. I'm Melanie Hershorn. Today, I am with Megan Johnson. She's a Denver-based business coach, and she works with small business owners to reach their definition of success. She offers her clients invaluable business knowledge and insight that she's acquired throughout her amazing career. Megan has diverse and extensive experience at every level of organization. So she is a three- Times small business owner herself. Clearly, she doesn't sleep very much. <laughs> and she's worked for small businesses, Fortune 500 companies, the government, and the military. Megan challenges the belief that running a small business has to be painful or relentless an experience. Instead, she believes that it's where happiness and personal freedom actually coexist with business growth and profit. I love that. So welcome, Megan. It's so great to
1: have you. Thank you for having me. You are a light. As soon as we met, you and I totally vibed. We were cut from the same cloth. So I'm very happy to be here today.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Let's talk about small business in general. Okay. So you've done it in all different realms. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is sort of the, the line that goes through everything? So the, the running theme of being a small business owner?
1: I work predominantly with women and I know you have a focus on, on women entrepreneurs as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to speak to it in a, in a women's aspect. And really, I think the through line that I see is confidence and competence and this balance between having enough confidence to say your message and put yourself out there and make the sale and the competence to feel like you can do that as well. And so there's this balancing act that we do, no matter if you're a brand new business owner or you're three times like me, or you're somebody that created a small business 10 years ago, and it's a huge conglomerate today, like there's always that balance.
0: So which comes first? The confidence <laughs> or the confidence?
1: Such a good question. I learned this a lot of years ago, but there's a great book out called The Confidence Code that talks about this. And it really depends on who you are and it doesn't much matter. But sometimes, most of the time, women struggle with confidence unless they have absolute confidence competence. And that's not necessarily the need. That's not necessarily what's going to get you there. Men tend to lead with confidence before they have competence, and they can still do a great job. And so it is kind of this balance. I I don't think one is more important than the other. I think they're both incredibly important for you to do a great job for whatever client base you have. Mm
0: -hmm. So let's talk about the confidence factor right now because Mm -hmm. I think that that is definitely something that women struggle with I mean you hear about the the phrase imposter syndrome all the Mm -hmm. time And I know that I definitely struggled with that um, at the beginning because I was like Well, I know i've done ten thousand hours of digital marketing Which Mm -hmm. is really what you're supposed to do to know that you are an expert But then how do I stand there and prove to people that I am?
1: Right. It's so hard. I think there's a lot to do with how you were brought up and like your formative years. And I think the first time I had an experience in my life where I realized that I I was made up a little bit differently was when I was in basic training. And uh, you get off the bus at basic training and immediately everybody's yelling at you, right? And that's just the typical movie experience that everybody can imagine in their head. And I watched women fall apart around me. And they just couldn't manage in an environment that was so high stress and so um, masculine and so just ooh, intense because they couldn't hear the message for the medium that it was being delivered to them. And so I have this unique ability to be able to separate the two. And it doesn't matter how it's coming to me. What is the lesson I need to learn? What is the message I need to hear? And not let that shake my confidence. And so I think to bring that back around to confidence, a lot of times I see women being shaken in what they dang well know they're able to do because the medium in which it's delivered. And we're so emotionally intelligent beings that we can feel all of that and it shakes our confidence before we even start. Because as Brene Brown says, the story I'm telling myself is that you hate me and I'm bad and everything's awful. Or the story I'm telling myself is you don't need my services and I overcharge and you're never gonna I'm never gonna be successful anyway. And so we kind of ruin our confidence before we even get a chance.
0: The stories that we tell ourselves, absolutely. I mean, that is so important. And so how do we kind of change those stories and maybe reframe the message to ourselves, which then we can put out there to the people who may want to hire us. How do you do
1: that? I think that what you just said is the base of beginning to build both your confidence and your confidence. The things we say to and about ourselves are so incredibly important. And so getting really, really, really focused on noticing when you're saying things to and about yourself that one, may not be true, two, aren't very kind, like full stop, no more. And self-deprecation isn't good. Like it's let's just quit that. And I think that's the that's the catalyst to making those changes because if you're not saying kind things to it about yourself, you're not going to believe in yourself, and that's going to create eight actions that aren't moving you in a positive direction. And regardless of what we're doing, we're building momentum. And that doesn't mean that you're always building momentum in a positive way. And so these tiny little actions, the things you're saying to and about yourself that create the actions that you do in the world are creating momentum. It's that momentum that you build in compound effect over and over again that is how you create long-term and large success. So you hit the nail right on the head. In my opinion, it all starts with your own thoughts and mm. things you say to and about yourself.
0: So let's talk about how do we identify what's a story and what is reality?
1: We could do seven shows on this. Um, <laughs> my dear friend and partner, Danae Austed, um, talks about this on our podcast. And we talk about how you can enter in a scenario and it can be a scenario that maybe not go the way that you want to. And there's the, I'm always wrong, or I'm the one that's wrong. I did it wrong. Or there's the opposite story of they're all wrong. They did it wrong. They wronged me. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle. And so if you can come to the story of, well, probably a little bit of each, that's usually way more truthful than the first you know, beat myself up or blame others. For me, knowing the truth, I've got a squad here in Denver of women that I trust so intensely to hear me when I go, this feels weird. Can somebody tell me what's real? Is this real or is this not real? And we do, we play real or not real and get down to it.
0: And that's so important to have that group of people that really show you support, but also tell you like it is. Yeah. That's the thing about being an entrepreneur in general is that it really takes a village. You Mm -hmm. might be, it might be your name on the door, but you still need to check with other people because you can't ask yourself, well, should we do this or should we do this?
1: (laughs) Right, right. It is so hard. And, you know, being an entrepreneur can be really isolating, I think, especially if your partner is not an entrepreneur because uh, in my case, my husband, he just, he doesn't have interest in it. And so it was really difficult when I transitioned back into entrepreneurship to kind of have him understand the life and the constantness of it. And it is constant when you're running a business because it's your own, it's from your guts, man. So being connected with other people that are on a similar path that can kind of identify with what you're going through and uh, the effort that you're putting in is really really helpful to not feel super super isolated which can create those not real thoughts creating negative momentum and you talking more and more crap about yourself.
0: Absolutely and that's the last thing we want to be doing is talking crap about ourselves. There's enough noise out there. Yes. We don't need to add more to it.
1: Don't pile on.
0: Right, exactly. So we talked about competence, we talked about confidence. Now, what are some strategies that somebody can do on a daily basis to sort of build their confidence? Because obviously competence comes with doing the thing. Mm -hmm. But what what do you think are some strategies that people can do? I mean, is it like looking in the mirror and going, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is some of that that's useful in the world, but I really believe in the power of seeing yourself do something. That's another one of those things like momentum. It's neither positive nor negative. And so it just, but it is very powerful. And so you can see yourself lay in bed and not get up and not take care of yourself and not start making efforts towards your goals. That has a lot of power. Or, you can do things that create a confident and competent future for yourself. And the power in seeing yourself show up and make the sales call and create the post and write the copy or whatever it is that you need to be doing to move you in the right direction, The power of seeing yourself do something makes it much easier for you to do it again in the future. And so get up every day and take those small steps, whatever you're capable of doing, and it's going to become easier and easier before pretty soon you're eating that for breakfast and you're taking on new challenges and you have the confidence and the competence that comes along with doing it to continue to grow and, and succeed in whatever you're doing.
0: So when you coach your clients specifically, are you talking to women who are right at the beginning of entrepreneurship, or are you talking about women who are already making six and seven figures and you're just helping them skyrocket, or is it everybody?
1: My favorite thing is new entrepreneurs. Most women that I work with are anywhere between They've just hit their first anniversary to about seven years, and they are just such masters at their trade. They're so great at their craft, but they've not really transitioned into thinking like a business owner. Thinking like a business owner and thinking like a photographer are very different things, and you have to be able to think like a photographer to create beautiful photography, just as an example photographers. Mm-hmm. But I work with any service based business, you have to think like that person, but you also have to see the strategy of the business and and say, what are all the needs of the business and be able to work in that way. So I really love working with early stage women entrepreneurs to help them understand those pieces and gain competence in the business piece so that they can continue to do the great work that they're so driven to start their own business to do.
0: I think I probably know the answer to this, but how important is it to get yourself out there into the world through networking?
1: It's so, so important. It is so, so, so important. That's why people like you are so important, because if you're not capable of having the right message and knowing what you're going to say and who you need to say it to and what networking groups or types of people you need to be in front of, You're going to be spending a whole heck of a lot of time that you're not going to get a lot of results from. And so usually when I come across clients that say, you know, I haven't had good success in networking and getting myself out there. I ask, where are they and what are they saying? So where have you been and what have you been saying? And so that message piece that you talk about that you're so great at, Melanie, is so, so important. Because you have to be able to understand your market and your value to that market and be able to say it in a way that connects with people. Mm-hmm. So it's incredibly important. And especially when you're new and you don't have a five-figure marketing budget, your budget comes out of your sweat and time, man.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, a hundred percent. And so often people don't realize what their message is that they're putting out there. They just right. say, well, I do this, but then you gotta reframe it and you got to say well what success are you bringing to your clients or customers what transformation can they envision can you help them envision after they hire you or after they buy what it is you're selling and right. i think that that's the disconnect i mean i i didn't go to school for this i went to school for journalism so i right. i you know everything i do i learn as i go but i mean that to me is really the crux of of messaging
1: yeah and i think where we often As especially solopreneurs, you sit down, you make a list of all the things you're going to provide for your clients and you're talking about features and benefits. Mm -hmm. You're talking about like, oh, you're going to have a Slack channel and then you get to learn Slack instead of saying you actually have 24 hour virtual access to me. And so just may, helping my clients make those small adjustments on how they're connecting through the message is so important. And it could be the whole reason that their sales numbers are down or, or non-existent yet, or that they've added a new line of business and it's not taking off the way they want to. It's all about how you're talking about it. And and you know, I think the other mistake that we make is these robotic elevators pitches. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> Terrible. I know.
1: They I hate are them. robotic. And so, if you don't really know and understand inside and out the value that you bring in the work that you're doing and the pain points that you're addressing and what you're doing for the client, not the work that you're doing on your end, if you understand that really well and you're able to message on that in a conversational way, you're going to have a lot more success than the formatted robotic 30 seconds pitch.
0: Yeah. You'll, you'll say, so what do you do? What kind of business are you in? I help women do X, Y, and Z. It's like they turn, they, it's like they flip a switch mm-hmm. and they start. And I'm like, whoa, 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 come, wait, what do you do? <laughs> wait, mm-hmm. hold on.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of the things I say, if you are in a networking environment, um, like a face-to-face networking environment, or even like a Zoom breakout room, we've all been in a thousand oh, of them lately. Oh, Yeah is really your whole spiel should be inviting them to want to learn more so that you're creating an opportunity for you to invite them to learn more about what you do. And part of that is learning more about their needs. And so it's all just creating all these tiny opportunities for them to want to learn more about how you are able to help them.
0: Let's go further into that because how would that play out? Let's say you and I were doing it. We were in a breakout room. How would you show me that I want to learn more about you?
1: Okay. I would start by asking about you and immediately adding value. And so I would say, Melanie, tell me a little bit about your business and why you started it. Mm -hmm. Once I get a little bit of information back from you on that, I would say, oh my gosh, this reminds me of a client recently who was very similar and since it's very easy for me to connect with other women entrepreneurs, I talk with them all day. Oh, that reminds me of my client, Jane. And she had a problem with XYZ. Did you have that same problem when you were in early? You tell me about it and how you had that similar issue. And I say, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to learn how you solved that. And maybe I can help you come up with any other ideas as well. Mm-hmm. And so we're immediately I'm giving them a taste of what coaching is like with me and how I can dig out the roots of problems and so simple. And it just creates this place for them to go, Oh, so tell me who you coach with and tell me about the rest of your clients because they want to know too. Mm -hmm. And it's just creating opportunities for each other really, you know, and
0: you're not talking about you. You're not saying, I did this and I'm so great. You need to hire me. It's more about here was a problem and here's a solution. And Mm -hmm. this sounds familiar and let's talk more about you because people love talking about themselves. So always attach to that and know that they're going to happily divulge information about themselves.
1: Yep. And if you're networking the right way, if you're networking efficiently, you're in a room full of people you already know are the right people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you're not fishing through the room to find out if there's anybody in the room that's the right person for you to mm-hmm. connect with. And it really doesn't matter if you're trying to connect with power partners or referral partners, or you're trying to connect with possible clients. You should already know that. That's like step zero before you get into a, a networking situation.
0: You know what's interesting though? I think, I mean, this is my own experience is that you start a business and then so-and-so invites you into one networking event and another person invites you to another networking event. And then all of a sudden you... Ha- Your calendar is filled with networking (laughs) events, and you're getting nothing out of it but losing gas money and time because you're not making any connections. So, being discerning is sometimes difficult at the beginning.
1: And you know, you make different decisions when you like really need business and you're new. You say yes to so many things you would not say yes to if you weren't concerned. If you had. Million dollars in the bank account, would you be here right now? Um, is kind of no. a screening question that I ask <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> no, I would not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, and like so, if you know the answer to that, um, and you and you kind of lift that fog, that freak out concern about am I going to get any clients? That fogs out of the way. What decisions would you be making for your business? That helps you get really, really hyper focused on the right things to do, not just this grab opportunity out of the air kind of approach to networking and sales as well.
0: Absolutely. Okay, Megan, tell us how people can find all the amazing things that you do.
1: Okay. So Megan Johnson, M-E-G-A-N, the regular way not with any extra letters, M-E-G-N. No,
0: no duchesses (laughs) over here.
1: (laughs) I know every way to spell Megan. I'm just a plain way. MeganJohnsonCoaching.com is my website. And on there, you can find information about my one-on-one programs. I do annual strategy. I also do a small group program in person here in Denver. That's available there. And you can always find me at MeganJCoach on all of the social medias
0: all across the interwebs. (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so interesting, enlightening, and fun.
1: Thank you for uh, letting me do my motor mouth because I just love talking about this stuff, Melanie. You know that.
0: This is the place to do it. So thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're the best. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you
0: so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. Please join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live community, where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This tells iTunes that you've found the show helpful, and they'll share it with more women entrepreneurs like you. As reviews come in, I'll be reading them on the podcast, and you will get a shout out. Have an amazing day, friend, and remember, your message matters. You've written a book, now what? If you're ready to implement a simple content marketing strategy to create buzz around your book and your brand... Schedule your free sparkles and strategy call with me, Melanie Hirshhorn, at contentstrategycall.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of VIP Access. We can't let the fun end here. To find out how engaging your content is, take the content quiz at mycontentquiz.com. Plus, you're invited to join our private Facebook group at vipdigital.live slash community where you'll get live trainings and other great tips all about digital marketing. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. This tells iTunes that you found the show helpful and they'll share it with more women business owners just like you. Thank you so much for listening.